0: Up, combies. I'm Hannah. I'm Olivia. And it's time to kombucha. Sweet. So we've got another great guest lined up this week. Why don't you
1: tell us a little bit about her? I am super excited to welcome Yasmin Saheed to our show today. Yasmin is someone that I went to college with. I was in classes with her. I was in productions with her. Got to know her. Love her. She is dynamite, let me tell you. And I'm really excited for her because she has kind of exploded on TikTok recently. Mm Mm-hmm which is super cool. She has done a WAP choir video that was like her first one to really go viral. From there, she's transitioned to more like POV videos and small town girl. So I'm really excited to kind of find out everything about TikTok I don't know yet. We've got questions. We do have
0: questions. Yes. Yasmin has over 200,000 followers on TikTok, over 9 million likes, uh, over 35,000 followers on Instagram. And so we are definitely excited to jump in all things TikTok, gram, social media, content creation. Uh, We even get into puppets. So
1: it's, it's a good one. Let's do it. Let's do it. The first video I saw of her was with her arms and feet in her sweatshirt doing this crazy dance. So we're excited to have you here today. Oh my God.
2: Thanks for having me. The first like viral TikTok, I don't want to, I don't count it because I was just being stupid and it blew up (laughs) up and I was like, wait, I don't want to be known for this character. But yeah. Oh,
1: that's hilarious. That's great. So just for some TikTok knowledge for um, people listening, I know there's kind of a difference between like straight TikTok versus underground. And I was hoping you could explain that a little bit for those listening and kind of where you fall categorically. Straight
2: talk is the side of TikTok that I would say is mostly it's mainstream and it's the type of TikTok that like most outsiders are familiar with. It's like when you talk about TikTok to someone and they're like Oh, like you dance. Is that is that the dancing app? Like that's what people think. Like that's their okay. first thought about TikTok. And it's it's like Charlie D'Amelio, the sway boys, um, anyone who dances and makes money, kind of like the bare minimum. That's straight talk. The subgenres, there's like theater talk, there's like witch talk, there's like um, there's so many like subgenres. I know. Wow. I know I'm like, uh and so I'm getting more (laughs) well-versed in the in the TikTok universe and I love um, it there's like POVs and so what I'm usually what I usually do are POVs which is point of view Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like you see this scene happen in front of you so like you're kind of in the scene okay Um, and most POVs are like comedy POVs I do comedy POVs I don't want to say I started it but like I kind of like I helped blow up this like main character POV yeah which is basically me like coming home and like acting like the main character in my hometown like it was set to this like Lana Del Rey soundtrack I had no intention of it like exploding Mm mm-hmm and just, like, the next morning, I saw I had, like, a million views. And then I was popping up on, like, all these, like, meme pages. And I was, And then I started doing uh, main character, like, study abroad. And it's, yeah, it's kind of just flourished to, like, these different, like, type of main character. Characters, like, genres. I hope that's, like, the gist of, like, mm-hmm. where I fall into. Definitely, it's weird because it's, like, I feel like I'm... And not on straight talk, nor am I trying to be. I'm also not super, like, underground TikTok. Not super mainstream. I don't know how to describe it.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. yeah kind of falling under probably a few umbrellas when people are scrolling. Yeah,
0: exactly. How, how do you decide what characters you're going to create for these POV talks? Um,
2: I try I try to be like as relatable as possible because that's something I mean like relatability does just well in comedy in general um and then I also try to think of like niches so like relatable Mm -hmm. um topics that you think doesn't relate to like other people Mm -hmm. but it is universal so like um going back home it's like like everyone has the same feeling going back home but no one really takes into account that like everyone feels the same way like everyone feels like they're the celebrity when they like come back home and visit like their friends and parents um (laughs) and the same with like uh study abroad like everyone feels like a lot of people study abroad but like nobody fully acknowledges that like they feel like the main character they feel like they're that special american that's like like hopping into that little like bagel shop in Germany and blah, blah, blah. Um, or that they're like, they're that person <laughs> who like, you know, you study abroad and you, you always bring up studying abroad in like the most random conversations, even though it happened like 10 years ago. So I try to just think of like stuff and like, sometimes I make a list and be like, okay, like what's something that happened to me when I was in fifth grade and it was really awkward. Okay. And like, will people like, vibe with this like would other people kind of relate to this is it too much of a niche is it like general enough so Mm -hmm. I just try to kind of create like as many scenarios as possible um and then I see which ones kind of like pop up and like I think can I can like reap the most jokes out Mm -hmm.
0: of. yeah and they are they are absolutely hilarious. So anyone,
1: oh, hey. <laughs> anyone who has not yet, you've got to check it out after this episode. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so talk to us a little bit about Lady Azmina. Um, you have this kind of character of sorts uh, that's putting out music that seems a little bit different from what you're showing on your TikTok. Well, she's
2: kind of like um another side of me so it's my musical persona um Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like comedy type of like um comedy music but also i rap i sing my last song was kind of empowering but like i'm still fiddling around of like what i'm gonna sing about and rap about She's very different from like how I show on TikTok, and I'm still trying to figure out how I can like interweave the character better into my TikToks because mm-hmm. I feel like I would I would post like some stuff about my music and doesn't like, do as well um because okay it's not like it doesn't really fit my like aesthetic on TikTok right um, but yeah it's just like this musical persona my first song was Baroque um it was a song about being broke and trying to live like the bougie life and I sampled uh Pacha Bell's canon and um I <laughs> had a
1: stellar music video yeah oh
2: yeah thank you yeah the music video got really good perception I'm super proud of that and and then I made a song about weed and getting high for the holidays um
0: also watch that music video with the puppet (laughs) and not just any puppet i mean it felt like it was backstage at the muppets and like in the muppets green room the puppet
2: like that whole ordeal i was like looking for actual like puppeteers a lot harder than you think (laughs) um because we were sad Some people, like, they have their own puppets, but it's not the one you wanted. Because I wanted, like, a monster type of thing. And Mm -hmm. then I reached out to people. I'd be like, the song's about, like, weed. Is that okay if your puppet's in it? And then they're like, well, maybe not this puppet, because, like, (laughs) I use this puppet at
0: kids' shows. No way.
2: this, Yeah. But I have this puppet, and it's, like, not the puppet I want. And then this woman, she was, like, SAG. And, like, I was trying to make the production SAG, then SAG Mm -hmm. was like, no. And so uh, this woman was like, oh, just to be clear, like you have to be careful with the type of puppets you use because some can be trademarked. So like, so you can't
0: <laughs> use it. This is blowing my mind. Yeah, so
2: it's like you would have to get the permission of like the, the designer of the puppet to use in different productions because you could get in trouble. Whoa. Like, And then I went on Amazon and I just Googled like like hand puppets or like monster-looking puppets. I bought one, and then I just, like, went to Joanne's, and I got, like, these crafts. Like, I added eyelashes. I had like, the little luby, like, he had, like, little, like, luby ears. That was, like, part of a feather boa. I dressed it up. And then um, I luckily have a friend who did puppetry years ago. Whoa. And I was like, can you do this for me? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but, oh, I never did, like, shadow puppet or something like that, something that's, like, not... <laughs> Like, hand-pumping it, and then but she killed it. Like, she did such a good job. Like, in the that's amazing, the, when we went out there. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, it's hard.
1: It's <laughs> that's a lot. a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, you can tell the production value of your videos is top-notch.
2: I'm very critical of like stuff I try to put out there. I, I want it to at least look professional as possible because you know that's brings people in. It's what you
1: want to see. Yeah, you mentioned that the aesthetic of Lady Yasmina is a little different than the aesthetic of your TikTok and mm-hmm. kind of your hopes to interweave that. Is it hard with the TikTok algorithm and the TikTok fan base to try and introduce new types of things? Like, do you ever feel like you get narrowed down into only producing one type of video?
2: When the main character TikToks, like, got really popular... Mm-hmm. i was a little pigeonholed because i was kind of like the more you do it you have to freshen it up a little bit because the audience can't get like bored of seeing the same thing and you also like run out of ideas as a creator you get bored yourself i started noticing like my views were going down and like i just didn't feel as inspired to like uh make the same like going back home tiktoks and then i just kind of like interweaved like sketches so i I did, like, a few study abroad character sketches that I would just, like, pop in there. And it related to, like, the study abroad um, POVs, but it was also, Mm -hmm. like, a different format. So I think I'm still, like, trying to, like, get familiar with, like, how to introduce new stuff to my TikTok, but I think, in general, the umbrella is comedy and under that umbrella is like main character like that's that's the persona i push a lot on the page so i'm kind of like okay like how can i still incorporate comedy and main character and i feel like as long as you, you have like trademarks in there somehow like people's people are like still interested and um algorithm wise it's just it can tell when you do something different because you notice like when you post something like completely different, it just does not like it, it doesn't push as much as it does to your old stuff. So you really do kind of have, you really have to like trial and error it. How, how can I freshen up my page without making it completely different? Mm-hmm. With Like along with how can I attract new followers, but also please like, the ones that I have now.
0: Right. Yeah. And on that note of like attracting new followers, have you seen a lot of people who have found you on TikTok and then also followed you on like YouTube where you have a lot of Lady Yasmina content or Instagram where I know you've been able to like repurpose some of the TikToks?
2: So TikTok isn't really the best of like gaining followers on other platforms. Mm -hmm. I think because people like to see... Your TikTok persona, like people just want to see you as this person who makes this type of content, because I think TikTok, it's like you can take videos from off of TikTok and it wouldn't be as funny if that makes mm, sense. Because it's just okay. it's like the com- the TikTok community is such like, and it's in its such, like of its listen- own box. And so when I first promoted Baroque. I got a lot of people to follow, to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And actually like a lot of my viewers are from TikTok, but not a lot of my followers on Instagram are from TikTok. If you plug in your Instagram and your captions or your TikToks, they just don't want to follow you. And I think also with like a lot of uh, creators, they make TikToks and then they'll post the same thing to their Instagram. Actually, a lot of my Instagram followers are from Instagram because I repost my TikToks on Reels and a lot of people discover me through Reels and then they follow me. People just really don't want to see you as anything else. But I have <laughs> <laughs> I have gained a lot of traction through YouTube on TikTok. I was doing a fundraiser for my high for the holidays music video and a lot of people donated through TikTok. Um, which is awesome. It's tough because the amount of followers don't add up to the amount of people who like go off of the app and support very, very, mm-hmm. very, very small. But I mean, those, un- those numbers do add up.
0: Yeah. Well, we were talking a little bit in pre-show just about, you know, how you have an outside day job and you've done some TikTok in that role. And so I guess, You know, we talk a lot on the podcast about work-life balance, you know, de-stressing, those types of things. I mean, have you found that it's, you know, difficult to balance doing TikTok day job and then coming home and wanting to be a creator and make your own characters or like, what's that been like for you? It's been very difficult, actually. <laughs> um and I
2: think the bigger you get as a creator, the more of a demand there is for you and the more brands reach out to you um and the more like opportunities pop up, which is amazing, just great. As a creator, I'm not in the place where I'm fully dependent off of like all my TikToks and my work. So I still have to work a day job. My boss, she's really cool. Like if you have an audition, he doesn't fight against you if you have to go or if you have to do a half day or whatever. But it's still like, I mean, it's still a job that I have to do. After work, you're just tired. And it's hard to push that creativity because you want to go home and you want to eat, you want to sleep. There are days where I just have to push myself and just make and post and create or brainstorm. Sometimes I make like, as many videos as possible on the weekends like I have full availability right mm-hmm. and then also with like brands they email me in the work day and then they'll like want to set up a meeting and they'll be like well, hey like let's call 9 a.m 10 a.m tomorrow and I'm like okay well not work <laughs> <laughs> at, at 10 <laughs> I'm working then like can I do five and they're like well we're all and uh this whole like schedule thing. You have to find a job where you can take the lunch break early to like hop on a meeting.
0: Yeah. Having some of that flexibility. And I love that you like plan out days where you don't do anything too. I feel like that's so important. And a lot of people don't realize how much that can actually boost your creativity for the next time that you do have that scheduled.
2: I get right. Like I get writer's block like really easily if I'm just tired or if like you don't feel as motivated to create. It's like, it doesn't add anything if it's just every single day you're doing something and then you actually get like bored of what you're doing.
1: And it sounds like you're really wearing a lot of hats in everything that you're doing. When we went to school together, I knew you as strictly a performer and I knew you as a comedic one at that, but it seems like now you're on like the production side of things, you're writing things. You're producing music. It's so exciting to see this all blooming for you and growing. And Hannah and I are dying to know if SNL is your end goal. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. I haven't really thought of that. Maybe. (laughs) Honestly,
2: if SNL, like, reaches out to me, I won't. I'm not going to turn it down. I think people fall into... This SNL track, they they go to SNL and they're at that level and they think they're going to be the next like Kristen Wiig, and then they don't become that. So I think that's my fear because like if I go on SNL, I'm going to be like I'm going to be the Black
0: Tina Fey, and then <laughs> like I don't want it, I don't want it to go on there. And then I'm like, wait, what happened? Do you want to be a full time creator? I know you're also auditioning and you're an actor. I mean do you kind of hope for that at some point or are you kind of moving more in the, you know, the Hollywood direction?
2: You know what? I'm in this weird like position because in my year of creating and making TikToks, I've made more money and gained more recognition than in the five years of being an actor in LA, which is mind boggling to me. I do want to break into Hollywood and I think I'm kind of getting the sense of to happen to me later in my life. I really do like having control on like what I'm able to do and what I'm able to put out on. And that's a, the best thing about being a creator is that like, you can make, you can make stuff whenever you want. Um, you can write whatever you want and you create your own platform. I like having control and I, I like knowing that something is going to happen to me. And that's why like, I love being a creator so much. Like I do always want to have like my creator hat on. I haven't, I'm trying not to like create like a huge plan for me in the future. I want to be as flexible as possible. Just, like, let Whatever comes my way, I welcome it with open arms. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, even though it's like so corny, but like.
0: <laughs> um, I think we have just one last question for our main segment here, and that is: Do you have any advice for anyone who's wanting to become a TikTok creator?
2: So don't worry about the views when you first begin, but worry about the content you make or maybe like don't worry so much about becoming viral it is a platform where versus instagram and versus like youtube it is easier for anyone to become viral but with that comes great responsibility because you can be known for this one thing that you have viral off of and then you create stuff that you actually want but then like your audience might not match your page if that makes mm-hmm. sense because they all like started following you off this like random viral type of that's why I always say like I don't count the one where my legs and arms are in the sleeves because it's like that's not
1: like, <laughs> what you're out to make
2: yeah exactly but like yeah. it just happened um well which it's great so I always I always say like just focus on like how you want to be presented as like the views will come if it's good the views will come the followers will be loyal if like you're continue like continuously putting up great content that you feel emulates you
1: you heard it here first Combies. words of wisdom with yasmin
0: (laughs) yes so tell everybody where they can follow you yeah, I'm um, on TikTok, Lady Yasmina
2: One. Um you follow me on Instagram, that's just my actual name. It is Yasmin spelled with an E underscore Sahid S-A-H-I-E. And you can follow me or subscribe to my YouTube, which
0: is just Lady Yasmina.
1: Time for our sweet and spicy here. Yasmin, sweet or spicy? (laughs) Uh, Spicy it is. All right.
0: If you had to start a TikTok challenge, what would it be? Probably something to, like, promote
2: my music, selfishly. (laughs) Yes. So, like, make, like, the corniest TikTok dance you can possibly make. So
0: one of my songs. Oh, that's a good one. And then pretty soon Drake will be doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, we just have one last question for you, and that is: Do you have a favorite kombucha flavor?
2: Ooh, that, it's like the apple. I think it's like it's like cherry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's like <laughs> sounds like a pie. It? It's like. Oh my God. I can like, ima- I can, I can think, I know what the bottle looks like, but like, I can't remember the name. It's like, um, it's the brand that has an
0: anchor on it. Yeah. House Aid.
2: Yes. And on the back of it, it has a cherry, a, like a picture of a cherry and it has an umbrella.
1: Okay. Wow. Great branding. Clearly. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's the flavor I like. We'll try and find yeah, it and we're, we're going to find it. that one.
0: Definitely. We'll link it down below. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank
1: you. This was so much fun. Mm.
0: All right. So today we are reviewing Health Aid Plus. Belly
1: reset. Hmm. I could use a resetted belly.
0: Hmm, yeah. Right. Who couldn't? <laughs> so Health Aid. This is actually the first on the podcast that we have sampled a Health Aid. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk a little bit about branding on the bottle here. This is a brand
1: I know. You know, when yeah. I think of kombuchas, I would think of Health Aid.
0: Okay. Yeah. I did listen to the founders on how I built this with Guy Raz, a podcast that talked about how they made. The brand how they got started and everything I um, okay. thought it was a really great episode so if you haven't checked that out uh let's see what else can i tell you health aid uh, where flavor meets function formulated with health aid's classic kombucha and a selection of functional and adaptogenic ingredients living probiotics functional power and acids from fermentation their mission helping you brew you
1: Oh, that's cute. That is cute. And do they have um,
0: an anchor associated with their branding? So they do. Let's talk a little bit about the packaging here. I so. That
1: stands out to me. Like, I remember, like, HealthAid anchor.
0: Okay. So that brand recognition has worked well for you. Mm-hmm, definitely. Packaging on the
1: belly reset, yellow label with green accents. And that little cross, I'm not sure if that's on every HealthAid, but that mm-hmm. makes me think, like belly reset like medical health health
0: yeah and I do think that is on a lot of their Okay, maybe a lot of their branding I'm not I guess I'm not sure either but I do agree yeah that that gives you that health vibe Mm -hmm. so this particular flavor we're gonna have ginger pineapple and extra probiotics
1: oh I wonder what that will mean (laughs) (laughs)
0: in our mouth, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, what else can I tell you? Be a happy gut guru, extra function, health aid, the belly soothing digestion duo of ginger and pineapple plus next level probiotics for that bonus points, good bacteria boost. So I guess that's kind of what those extras are. Ready, set, reset. Branding is cute. Branding is overall kind of simple. Dark bottle. Let's discuss the sugar content. Serving size is one bottle, so we love when they're transparent there. And total sugars, 14 grams, including 12 grams of added. Yeah, let's give it a pour. Let's do it. This one has got, like, a little packaging wrapped around it. Oh, yeah,
1: that's one thing I actually don't love. I don't love that either. Is that they have this plastic around the cap. So you have to break the plastic, that comes off, and then you break the cap. I don't think there's really a need for it, seeing as other kombucha brands don't do it that way. And so I don't love that extra waste.
0: Yeah, I'd love to know if there is an actual function there. I don't know off the top of my head what it would be. I don't love that either. Um, I think the rest of this can probably be recycled glass. And and I have broken a nail
1: on that yeah it's kind of gravity makes this one a little bit hard to pour I don't know exactly what goes into that kind of the shape of the bottle I feel like yeah makes it a little more
0: different it's not as functional yeah the bottle is not as functional as as I would like I know they do make canned options so
1: and it's one of those caps that leaves like imprints in you when you open it because you have to Mm, squeeze it that hard I don't love
0: that But really, they, yeah, they do make some great kombucha. It's a review. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about color and consistency here. So I'm getting like a hint of yellow, which Mm -hmm. makes sense for the flavor profile as discussed.
1: It smells very ginger again.
0: Definitely have some sediment happening in this one.
1: Yeah, a little bit murky, bubbles.
0: Like you said, ginger heavy scent.
1: Oh, and taste.
0: I don't get a lot of pineapple, to be
1: honest. No, I can't find that flavor. Let me go in again. (laughs) <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> Sometimes that helps.
0: You know, I, I really don't. That's
1: all
0: ginger. That's all ginger, which that's is a bit of a ginger. you know, if you if you're going for that again, like like we've talked about, ginger is such a popular flavor profile for kombucha.
1: And often associated with health, resetting, stomach, which digestion, which kombucha is. is also associated
0: reset. with. So it is accurate to that. I guess if I was like pursuing that
1: belly reset then maybe I'd go for this. Well and it's not too sharp even though it is ginger forward it's still pretty smooth and so it's not like punching your taste buds with ginger.
0: That's a really good point because ginger can be kind of a divisive love Uh it or hate it spice and it is very smooth in this one which I do like. Yeah. Um I think I'd have a hard time drinking this much this large of a serving of just kind of ginger.
1: That would take me probably a couple of days where I'd have to split the bottle with someone, I think.
0: I feel the same. Overall, like, you know, if that's what you're going for, then I think this is a great option. hmm Um, all right, rankings, what do you got?
1: Um, I'd say this is a three. I don't love it, I don't hate it. It's just kind of sitting right in the middle for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the branding, you know, obviously that anchor does stick with me, mm-hmm. um... I'm not sure about the cross, like we said, if that's on everyone, but I think that that's cute, at least for this one. Uh, colors are cute, but I don't like the extra plastic, um, that comes on the lid, so that is why I definitely wouldn't put it higher than a three. Um, yeah, it's kind of sitting there for me. It's good if I was in the mood for this, but like you said, I would want to split it with someone or break it out over a couple of days.
0: Yeah, I would agree with, you know, most of what you said there, and then just kind of, like, it was hard to open Mm -hmm. and actually dive into, and, like, if I'm thinking, like, oh, I want a kombucha, this probably isn't, like, top of mind for me. I'd really want to be pursuing the ginger flavor for a reason, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to also go with a three on that. So special thanks to Gold Threads Audio for music and audio production. Check out goldthreadsaudio.com for all your podcast music and sound needs. This has been an on-the-run media production. All reviews are strictly independent opinions of our hosts and guests. Make sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know your favorite part of the episode in the comments on the gram. I'm at Blonde on the Run. I'm at Olivia. We'll see you next time, Combies.